Slob Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. Talk about perfect timing. Uh, this is the prime time of the year for the real estate market, and for the first time in several years, I would say it's, it's a seller's market. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell, and on today's podcast, we're going to turn our attention to the process of selling your home, uh, especially if it is the first time you've been on that side of the equation. Probably try and provide some uh, tips and advice on how to handle that and what to look out for. Uh, joining me for the conversation will be Lavelle Law Attorney Chance Badisher. Chance spends much of his time on real estate matters, and he's going to kind of walk us through the process of selling and, and cover some of the things that uh, you need to do to prepare to make that a good experience. So uh, good afternoon, Chance. I assume you've been pretty busy recently. Hi, Jim. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, we're we're absolutely busy. It's definitely a good time to be uh, in real estate. And And I'm sure you know, realtors tell their clients what they need to do to prepare their home to be put on the market, the staging and all the other things. But what about from a, from a legal point of view, what should a seller be doing as they try and get their, get ready to list their home to, to be able to work with you and have things ready for you? Well, you want to make sure that you've taken care of any liens that are on the property. Um, hopefully you've been paying your taxes every year so there won't be any tax liens. Um, if you're part of a homeowners association or a condo association, we want to make sure that you're up to date on all your assessments as well. And and you mentioned to me as as we were getting ready to, to begin the podcast here that uh, you know homes are moving quickly, that, that uh, sellers are seeing multiple offers. Take me through the process when when an offer arrives. You know what what is a seller looking at, and what should they be considering when they get an offer? Well, when an offer comes in, um, and like uh, we've talked about, it's a hot market right now. You might be in a position where you could be receiving multiple offers. Um, obviously, if you're going to accept a cash deal, things are going to move a little faster. Um, if we're looking at financing, then there are going to be a couple of dates there that uh, the buyer has to, to procure that financing before we actually go to closing. Um, you also might have a buyer that needs to sell their own home before they're able to close on this one, and that could be another thing that could uh, gum up the works a little bit. So if you're in uh, a multiple offer situation, a, a cash deal can definitely be the most attractive at that point. Yeah, and, and you mentioned one topic there that I think is, is worth visiting, and, and that's a, the uh, potential buyer who needs to sell their own home. As a seller, I assume you have some leverage right now, and you, you I don't know if cautious is the right word, but have to be aware of contingencies and whether or not you want to accept that kind of offer. Sure, and the nice thing is if uh, the buyer is going to sell their home before they're able to close on this purchase, um, if there's a contingency in place, you can continue to show your property while that contingency is running. So if you get another offer in that time, you can give the first buyer notice and they can either waive that contingency or they can pull out of the deal and can go with that second offer. That's I was going to ask you about pulling out of the deal. As, as I recall, it's been a number of years since I was involved in any transactions like this, but I seem to recall that as a as a buyer, I make an offer and then I have maybe you know five days or something in which I can can walk away from the deal. Um, does the seller have the same type of advantage at some point they, after they accept they have X number of days that they can just say, nope, I'm out? 
Yeah, each side has what's called the attorney review period, which lasts five business days from the moment that the contract is accepted. Now, during those five days, both the buyer's and seller's attorneys will go through that contract to make sure everything's in place. You can also suggest modifications to that contract, and you know, each side is able to come to a meeting of the minds. Uh, either side can pull out. And tell me about that a little bit, because obviously this is the role you play, or one of the critical ones, which is that attorney review process and going back and forth with the other attorney. When when you see an offer, you're representing a seller. What what are you looking for? Uh, one, I want to make sure that the buyer is asking for a fair tax proration. Um, one thing that comes up: uh, Illinois taxes are paid in arrears. So you're going to have to give the buyer a credit for the taxes for the previous year. So right now we're just about to get the second installment of the 2016 taxes. Plus you'll have been living there for almost half of a year during 2017. So that's another credit. Um, In the suburbs, the normal percentage is about 105% of the most recent tax bill. Sometimes in the city that can jump up to 110%. And if there's been a big increase in um, the assessed value recently, the buyer might be asking for an even larger percentage. And um, as you go through and, and kind of look at the deal, you, you talked about the financing, um, you know, cash deals being preferred. Um, what do you look for as you represent sellers in terms of earnest money and, and you know, the amount and how it's handled and how it's made available? Is that part of the process as well? Yeah, earnest money is either going to be held by uh, the seller's broker or we can also handle the earnest money at times as well. Um, That earnest money is kind of just like a deposit. And if we're not able to come to a meeting of the minds during the attorney review and inspection periods, um, then that earnest money is going to be given back to the buyers. Um, Otherwise, we're going to continue to hold on to that earnest money. And if the buyer should default on the contract, um, then our sellers are awarded that money. And you mentioned the the period of five days where where the attorneys do their review. Is is that based on the negotiating you have to do with the other attorney? Is that uh, a period that can be extended, or do you guys have a hard deadline you have to meet to to get everything finished up? No, that that deadline can absolutely be extended. Um, you know, with a lot of homes on the market right now, inspectors are pretty busy. It's possible you're not. Be, going to be able to get an inspector out there within five business days. So in cases like that, we're more than open to extending that period. Um, we're going to follow up on that topic right there in just a minute. I remind you I'm chatting with attorney Chance Batisher of Lavelle Law. Um, we're, we're talking about you know, how real estate transactions get handled, and, and, and he is part of the real estate practice group at Lavelle Law. Um, but making a little bit of time to join us today here on the podcast as we talk about uh, selling a home if you pop over to lavellelaw.com, you'll you'll find a really comprehensive page featuring information on uh, real estate transactions, including articles, videos, and, and prior podcasts on, on topics like this, particularly focused on on residential real estate. Um, so there's a, there's a great resource there for whatever we can't cover in our conversation today. Um, inspecting the home is something that uh, I've heard you mention a couple of times in the conversation already today, and I know that's a it's a big piece. Um, how does that process play out? And once complete, um, do you then kind of take a look at the inspector's report and, and evaluate the requests and, and you know what happens after that comes in? 
Exactly. Uh, the buyer's attorney is going to send over a letter along with that inspection report and they may request some repairs be made or they may request a closing cost credit or a combination of the two. So I'll go through that inspection report with the sellers and we'll kind of decide, hey, are these big safety concerns? Are these things that we're absolutely going to have to address anyways? Or are they kind of minimal? Are they, you know, a loose light socket or mm-hmm. you know, peeling paint? That really doesn't compromise the integrity of the home at all. And then we kind of will decide together, you know, which should be repaired. Is a closing cost credit warranted? Or should we say, hey, this isn't worth it. We'll move on to the next uh, the next buyer. And when you start dealing with those types of issues, and now it becomes, you know, potentially a financial issue, as you said, there could be, a, you know, a credit or, you know, an adjustment on the price or money to set aside for certain things. In addition to that, many times the uh, the buyer is also selling their home. We talked about contingencies. As you start to align all these things, does it become a little complicated to make sure that things close on time so the money can transfer and all the amounts due are, are handled? I mean, how much finance time is spent on, on your end trying to make sure everything lines up? That is a huge part of how we spend our time. Um, I'm very fortunate in that I have a fantastic assistant um, named Lori that's able to help me with scheduling all of these dates. Um, luckily, since I've been here, we've we've never missed any of those dates. Um, but it is a big part of our job, especially if our seller is going to be purchasing a home, we need to make sure that we get this closed before their purchase. Um, a lot of the times we're able to do those transactions on the same day. It can be incredibly hectic, but it's absolutely our job to make sure that it happens smoothly. And is there a, um, I don't know if this differs by um, community or, or county, um, you know, you talk about property taxes. Is there also a tax on, on a real estate transaction like there would be on, you know, buying a car or groceries or, or anything else? Uh, Well, you do have county and uh, state taxes that need to be transferred, as well as, depending on where you live, there could be a municipal tax. Um, In the city of Chicago, the buyer actually pays the brunt of a transfer tax, and then with other municipalities, it's the seller's responsibility to go pick up what's called a transfer stamp that'll be affixed to the deed and to pay that transfer transfer tax uh, before closing can actually occur. So it all depends on where you live. And, and which side is responsible for title insurance? In the state of Illinois, it is common for the seller to provide a title insurance policy to the buyer. Now, if the buyer is getting financing, they will also have to buy a title insurance policy for their lender. But the seller will always have to buy um, a policy. And that's something that needs to be lined up before the closing takes place? Yep, and that's something that we do here. Uh, As soon as we get that executed contract, we contact the title company, perform a title search to make sure there aren't any surprise liens on the property. We want to make sure we know who the true owner is. We'll make sure all the taxes have been paid, there aren't any judgments pending. And uh, in order to do that, um, that's what we'll need to do in order for the title insurance company to issue the title insurance policy. And we've only got a couple minutes left here, as, as I was afraid there's so much to cover. But um, I, I did want to look at buying or selling a, a condo because in, if it's a condominium, there's probably an association or homeowners group or something that has some level of jurisdiction. Does that um, add another layer of, of work you have to do in, in those scenarios? 
It does. Um, that's also something that we handle for the seller. We'll contact the condo association or the homeowners association. We'll get all the necessary documents. Um, we'll need to get the paid assessment letter, uh, what's called a 22.1 disclosure. We also need to get declarations, bylaws, uh, meeting minutes, budgets. And uh, there's a nominal fee that the association will usually charge for that, and we'll usually pay that up front and then get reimbursed by the seller at closing for those. That is something that we handle uh, every single day. And uh, it, it could probably be a podcast unto itself, but with a minute or so we have left, t- tell me a little bit about the closing process. It's, it's pretty overwhelming when people go through it the first time. Um, this is kind of where you come in with, with all the papers and everything organized and aligned and, and probably where you kind of run the show. Absolutely, and luckily this is a process we've been through many times, and the great thing about being a seller is you don't have to attend the closing. I'll prepare all the documents beforehand. We'll have everything signed and notarized so you can stay at home and let us go to work for you. Uh, We'll show up to the closing table, make sure everything's in order, and then we'll send you the the proceeds check. So, you know, before I let you go, uh, someone's thinking about selling. They want to be prepared to make sure that things go smoothly. One or two things that uh, they really ought to make sure they're focused on before they start the process. Um, Again, just make sure the house is in order. Make sure you're caught up on all your taxes. Make sure you've paid all of your assessments. Um, Make sure there aren't any surprise liens on the property. Uh, If you have a mortgage... Contact your lender to let them know that you're looking at selling so that you can uh, receive what's called a payoff letter so that we can have that paid at closing as well. Well, good. I uh, certainly want to say thanks to, to Chance for joining us today. We, As I said, we got a lot in there in just a short period of time, but uh, we'll let him go back to work as this is uh, a very busy period of time. So thanks so much for, to uh, Chance for being here and joining us today, and thanks to all of you for listening. Uh, remember, if you'd like to find out some more, uh, hit LavelleLaw.com. Spend a little time there. You can see their residential real estate page, and uh, they have a lot of information. And if you want some more, go ahead and follow up uh, by calling 847-705-7555. Uh, great resource and uh, people standing by to give you a hand there. So that's uh, Lavelle Law, 847 705 and uh, certainly thank you for taking the time to listen to us today.